0: Hi everyone, you're listening to Something Real. On today's Something to Talk About episode, we're going to stay in Luke chapter 4 and talk a bit more about how the devil tries to tempt Jesus in the desert and how Jesus uses the word to fight back against these temptations. So thanks for listening. Here we go. So I have many, many questions. Okay. And I told you I was going to try to be more professional with my questions. Let's do it. And not insert... Random things that no one will understand um, so first of all, Jesus ha- was fasting for forty days, and that's so he can you know be closer to the Lord right forty days is a long time
1: right right that's <laughs> not a normal fast I mean especially it's not like a partial fast and uh, the gospels are clear to say that he doesn't eat anything during this time it's not like he's fasting from meats. he's not eating anything during this time that's a long time to go through. You are depriving your body. It's it's deliberately not healthy and relying on the Lord to sustain you. So that's a pretty big deal.
0: And, you know, the devil then comes in at that weak moment. And right. I, I, I have a question in the, in the near future that suggests how that works for us. But, so, but at the same time, that's confusing because he's Jesus, and sure. so he's— I understand that he's fully man, but he's also relying on God to take care of him. Right. Uh, so
1: there is a certain mystery to it, as right?
0: Because well, I, I mean, a human person likely couldn't survive for forty days with nothing.
1: Well, Gandhi did for. Oh, that's know, true. One hundred and twenty, or whatever it was, that on his hunger strike. That's so. true.
0: Okay. Jesus and
1: Gandhi. So yeah, there are, <laughs> I mean it it can be done. Yeah. But it can't be done comfortably. And, and well, I yeah. think that's kind of an important thing that, that we don't really recognize in, in Western society in particular. When we fast, we fast within parameters that we think are safe within parameters that are comfortable and healthy. And so uh, we choose a fast that might be uh, a a meaningful sacrifice, if I can use that term. I don't don't know how appropriate that is. But uh, it, it might be something that we're actually giving up but it's within our comfort zone. And you
0: know in the back of your mind, I'm going to get this later.
1: Right, yeah, Like for this sure. isn't forever. And that's another thing that made fasting different back then. Right. Food was not always as abundant yeah. as it might be now. You're not just going to run down to the grocery yeah. store. There Hungry, was work involved. Hungry, grab a Snickers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so as a pop culture reference, what people actually get. Nice job. <laughs> so anyway, as uh, as Jesus is doing this, he actually is hurting I mean there's physical pain that goes along with this level of hungry hung, hungry hunger yeah that words words are you hungry I, I need a Snickers <laughs> so um, as he's doing this it's not just that he's hungry he's deep body hungry and his muscles and his organs are depleted from this and not
0: only does that affect your body but when you're hungry you your thoughts are
1: delusional yeah. that's when you have podcasts where you can't get words <laughs> out if you don't eat so yeah if he's if he's this level of hungry he's emotionally raw because he's fully human mm-hmm. and that, that's one of the reasons it was so important for john to establish this mm-hmm. in the previous chapter to make sure that we understood that yes he is god but he is also 100 percent human this is a core thing because he's going through things that you and I would go through. The way that we would feel after fasting 40 days is how Jesus feels after fasting 40 days. And the devil comes and gets him while he has been focusing on God through this fast. Uh, he's been sustained by the Holy Spirit, but his flesh is weak. Now, that's, the, that's that spot where the devil's ready. He's crouching, ready to devour
0: Right. So, but didn't the devil know that, the devil obviously knows who this is.
1: Right. When he's asking if you're really the son of God, it's not so much that he's uh, questioning whether he's the son of God. It's more of an accusing. If you really are, prove it. Right, but Show why even bother? Because that's the temptation. All of the things that, that Satan promised to Jesus, interestingly, the same as he does with us, everything that he promised to Jesus, Jesus was already going to get. He's going to get all of these things in God's timing. So Satan's promising him now a shortcut. He's going to get to eat, yeah. but hey, man, you're hungry. If you're really God's son, you don't need food. You can turn the stone into food. So you can do this. God's going to give him the food when it's the time for that. He's giving him a shortcut. He's, Jesus is going to rule everything, all of and creation. And Satan knows that. And Satan knows
0: that. So that's it. what I'm saying. like, Why does Satan even bother if he knows the outcome already?
1: because he's the devil <laughs> <laughs> he's the devil Bobby Boucher <laughs> he, he is uh, that was he, about <laughs> Yes, it, was. it he is nefarious in his plans it's the same reason that he knows how this whole battle ends he's read the book from cover to cover he knows the scriptures better than you and I do but he knows Jesus. <laughs> he knows how it ends yeah but and, and that was one of Luke's points is in Christ Everything that's spiritually true of him is spiritually true of us. Yeah. In the end, we win. The devil knows he can't do anything to us. He has no power so is he, other than to deceive us.
0: So is he just trying to get his kicks while he can? Or I,
1: that's, I think that's not an inaccurate way of saying it. He probably. He, he, I mean, how, I don't. I can't imagine the thought process, the thought level no, that sure. goes in for a being that's created higher than I am anyway. So I don't want to say slanderous things about the devil that's a, a different order of being. I'm not, it's, that's above my pay grade. But what I, what I know is that he tried to usurp the throne.
0: Right. There's
1: no scenario where a being with all this knowledge could really think, at least it doesn't seem like, he could really think that he could overthrow God. And yet he seems to think he could overthrow God. But how often in our own lives does our pride, does our desire overtake our rational thought? And we do things that don't make any sense while we're doing it, but it's still part of our plan to do something better than what God has planned for us. So we can look at it and we say, well, the scripture says this, but I just don't know if I really trust that. So I'm going to use my plan B. Obviously, my plan must be better than God's plan. We would never say that consciously. But unconsciously, that's exactly what we're seeing. And that's basically what he's attacking Jesus with. Because while, yes, this is Jesus, Satan also is, uh, he's encountering Jesus for the first time as a man. Mm -hmm. He's known the Son as the second person of the Trinity from the time that he was created. Sure because Jesus was eternally God before Lucifer was created. But now he's encountering him in human form. He, Jesus is at a new place in his life as he's beginning this earthly ministry, but he's never been incarnate until Bethlehem. He's, he's been the son, but he's never been human He was always God. He wasn't human until he was conceived. And Satan
0: knows how humans are, right? So he thinks. So he's
1: working all of the human angles with this, which is why Jesus faces all the temptations that you and I face, and yet without sin.
0: That makes more sense. Um, Throughout the throughout that narrative, uh, it suggests that the devil led him here. The devil led him there can you clarify that for me? Cause there's, there's one part of my mind that thinks they're just popping up in different places. And there's one part that's like thinking they're going on these journeys together. Why did Jesus follow if, if the devil was leading him different places?
1: Because that was what God wanted him to do. Okay. Um, because he needed to go through the suffering. Cause he temptation.
0: could have just said, not today, Satan. And right.
1: Yeah. Peace out. Um, yeah. He, he, he could have, uh, except for this was foreordained, okay. for God to put him in this situation. Notice that the Holy Spirit's the one that led him to the wilderness. Right. The Holy Spirit led him to the fasting. Then what happens within that, Satan is getting on. So Jesus has been, before this battle occurs, Jesus is, is preparing for 30 years of his life. He's been preparing for this moment and every other moment that's to follow. But he's prepared by filling himself with the Scripture. He's prepared with the voluntary suffering of the fasting in the Spirit to gain that personal intimacy with God. It's only Jesus, undistracted by his flesh. I'm not feeding, I'm not satisfying myself with food. I'm going to satisfy myself only with the Father. So he's in the wilderness, uh, communing with the Father and the Holy Spirit, voluntarily suffering which has then prepared him for the battle and that's the that's the same thing for us we go into battle fat and sassy thinking that we can get through things in our that's
0: a very current in our in
1: our uh comfort um you know we can just show up we we went to church on sunday we maybe listened to a podcast so we've got a little bit of knowledge but we haven't fasted and feasted, fasted to the flesh and feasted on God's word. Jesus has. So now he's filled with the spirit, but he's filled with the spirit because of the personal intimacy by carving out this time and suffering. So he's only relying on God, which he's able to do because he's spent his lifetime filling himself with God's word, digging deep, not just being satisfied with what the readings that the priest does. He's going to get into the scriptures and get deep into God's word so when the moment of trial comes when the the battle is raging he's got the armor on he's ready for it so often we as humans we go into this thinking that we have some strength or wisdom on our own that we've we've got enough jesus we've got enough church not and not ever thinking this is really the only thing that matters nothing i do in my professional career or you know watching espn or you know paying attention to the news none of those things are going to prepare me for the battle we lament all of the terrible things in the world but what we need to be doing is focusing hard not not a little bit but like a deer panting for the water chasing after god through the scripture And carving out personal private time alone with him not in the comfort of our bedroom but in a place where we are we are fasting from the things that satisfy our flesh so that we can feast on the things that satisfy our soul and if we don't do that then when the devil comes we are not going to be ready to fight the battles
0: well I think you know, you touched on something important and we've talked about this before, the idea that you have to suffer in order to grow and gain there strength is no in Christ. Other way. Right. And I think it, we it, it's very easy to turn to to God in moments of suffering mm-hmm. and then things get better and then we kinda let it fizzle out. Right. And so, what's I mean that's just kind of a roller coaster that's not good for anybody
1: <laughs> absolutely right, and, and we do we look for shortcuts yeah I mean, we we do that all the time. we want to get out of the misery, yeah, and then we don't care anymore, so we make New year's resolutions about something that's current in our mind. And then when that's not current in our mind anymore, we let it go. We look for diet plans that involve taking some pill, some magic pill we saw on television that without any exercise or without changing our diet, we're gonna lose weight and, and look like these models on television.
0: Or you could fast for
1: 40 days. <laughs> and That will do a lot. <laughs> uh, but, we, but that's the one thing we don't want. We right. don't want the fasting. Right. We want the magic pill. Instant. And we look for these spiritual magic pills as well. That doesn't work physically that doesn't matter what anybody tells you, there is no magic pill that will get you in shape. It may it may starve your body without work, but there's no growth. There's no long-term benefit. So you can get to a place where you can lose weight and all these short... Almost every one of these fad diets will work for a short-term loss, but it doesn't change the, the fundamental dynamic of what got you in that place in the first place. We do the same thing with our finances. We get debt consolidation loans and everything else. And one of the reasons that uh, the best financial advisors like a Dave Ramsey or a Ron Blue or these guys, you're saying stay away from these debt consolidation loans because it hasn't changed you. Mm-hmm. It might fix that situation temporarily, but you haven't you haven't changed, you haven't suffered to go through it. The way to fix it, if you really want to be debt-free and get out of that enslavement, is to pay it down, suffer through it, suck it up a little bit, uh, stop buying stuff, uh, go get a second job, even if it's a delivering pizzas. Well, that's beneath me. Okay, so is debt, but you got yourself there. And when we suffer, then we learn and we grow. Spiritually, if we don't go through things like this fasting, I'm not saying we should all go out in the wilderness and fast for 40 days, but if we don't choose to embrace the suffering, suffering's going to come anyway. Right. But if we don't embrace it, then we don't grow. Nobody grows without suffering. You don't get big muscles without having pain in your muscles as they grow.
0: Well, and then the next time something bad comes along, if you haven't grown from it, you're going to be right back at
1: square one. Absolutely. That's exactly right. So if Jesus had survived this battle, but had not been prepared for it, then it's only a temporary victory, and he's going right back to it. Notice the devil is going to continue to tempt Jesus throughout his life, mm-hmm. but he doesn't do it quite the same way. Why? Because it didn't work. So he's going to try something else. And we keep thinking to ourselves, man, why, why do these things keep happening to me maybe because it keeps working if we would change what we're doing and again fast from the things that satisfy the flesh and feast on the things that satisfy the soul where we're actually taking in god's word wrestling with it applying it to our lives then maybe we could break the cycle of all of the bad things that seem to keep happening to us most of which we've opened ourselves up for
0: Uh, i want to end on this final question here about the devil using scripture against mm-hmm. Jesus essentially and just kind of twisting it because gosh how often do we do that to today's society just to get what Absolutely. we want yeah. or to make things seem prettier than they are or or you know, have our lifestyles and choices and well it's not this bad Absolutely. because scripture says that. It's
1: among the devil's favorite tools and it was in Genesis well, back in the Garden of Eden. First thing that he does with Eve is to tempt her. She's already got the tree. The tree's been there the whole time. Mm-hmm. That wasn't really the temptation. The temptation became when Satan came using God's words against him did God really say this and what he said was not at all what God said so then Eve comes back with her version of what God said and adds to it and he's like well that's not really true and begins to twist what God actually said twist our interpretation of what God actually said so that we're either above the line or below the line if the if the text of what God said of of his word is the line we either go above it in legalism or we go below it in license so that one way or another if the devil can keep us from God's word either way addition or subtraction takes us away from what God has for us that's what he does with with Eve and she and Adam end up uh, leaping into this sin that kills the rest of us off and he does that here with Jesus, tries to twist that scripture. And we see it today all the time. Everything from prosperity teaching where where we'll take the promises of God for his children and somehow turn that into temporal blessings that are... Way outside of the context and meaning of what of what the Lord is saying to it, or uh, we'll will take things that um, are uncomfortable for us because it doesn't fit where we are in our society, uh, our views on on sexual norms, uh, homosexuality, uh, promiscuity, things that that are very clear in scripture but now we begin to twist them and the battleground is not I I can't say this loudly enough or long enough the battleground is not the sexuality that's a part of it but the devil has always had that that's nothing new where we run into this huge huge issue is when pastors of all people uh, church leaders begin to interpret scripture based on what's popular in society that's what the devil wants the the battleground is the authority of the word of god the battleground is in our mind and if he, if he can control our thoughts then he'll control our behaviors but what he really wants to do is undermine god's authority by undermining the authority of scripture
0: it just reiterates the point that, like Jesus, we have to spend our whole lives preparing for it. Absolutely. it doesn't happen in a moment. It has right. to be a whole life. All right. Well, that's it for today. I'm going to go get a Snickers.
1: A good plan. <laughs>